We're at the very bottom of Moed Kot Meches Amad Beis. We were discussing the idea why we cannot have a a marriage on Sukkos, and the three reasons were given, ranging from we don't mix one simcha with another. We're afraid people will um, delay getting married because they want to save the cost of. Uh, paying for a wedding, so if you have it, and Yont, if you're already having a meal anyway, there's a reason of you should rejoice in the holiday and not in your wife. We gave three reasons why you don't get married on Cholomoyd. Gamora now is going to ask a question from a brysa, and that halacha that comes from the brysa would seem to contradict all three reasons of why it's been said that you can't um, get married on Yontif. Okay, and this is the problem. May we can be challenged from a brisa that says, Kol elu sha'omru asurim lisabamoid, with regard to all the women whom the rabbi said you cannot get married on the Yontif, that's listed in our Mishnah, okay, which was a virgin, a widow, and a Yavama. However, can't get married on Yontif or Cholomoed, but Mutarim, Lisa, Erev, Regel. You can marry them Erev, Yontif. So, Sukkot this year is Shabbos. So let's say, so you can't get married on Cholomoed, but you can get married on Friday, which is Erev, Yontif. Okay. Now, let's see if this would make sense according to all three reasons to which the Gemara says, Kosha Lakula. All the reasons that we gave why you don't get married, Acholomoid, it's a problem on any of those opinions by this price that it says you can get married on Erev Yantav. So let's go through the four opinions. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that the reason not to marry on the festival is because we don't intermingle one joyous occasion with another. Yeah, but the problem is you can't get married on Erev Yontif because there's seven days of Sheva Brachas. So you are enjoying all those days of Sheva Brachas. So, okay, so Erev Yontif you can get away with. You can get married on Erev Yontif. But what about those other six days of Sheva Brachas? shouldn't be allowed to get married on Erev Yantif if they have six days of Sheva Brachas. Similarly, Rabbi Rahuna said, the reason not to marry in the festival is out of concern a person will put aside the joy of the festival and involve himself with the joy of his wife. Well, same problem. Six days of Sheva Brachas, you're giving joy with your wife. According to Ulo said, the reason not to marry on Yantif is because the groom will exert himself excessively in preparing for the Yantif so uh, on the for the meal, so on the eve of Yantif, he shouldn't marry either because he's going to exert himself excessively to prepare for the festive meals of the seven days of rejoicing. And finally, according to Rav Yitzchak Nachla, said the reason is because a person would delay marrying the midst of Puravu so that he'll save money on the meals. So the same thing will be as well because all the other festive meals he'll he'll delay for that. Okay, or, or rather, because he's delaying it till that time because of all the festive meals afterwards. So the whole, all the reasons we're giving don't satisfy 
to dis- make a distinction between getting married on Kolomoy and getting married on Ereviyantav. It all is the same issue. So why should you be able to get married on Ereviyantav? More answers. Low Kasha. No question. Let's go through each one and we'll see how each one will answer. Laman Dhamma Mishum Simcha. According to one who says the reason not to marry is because the Yantif is because of joy. There's no problem in marrying. Now this refers to both Rabbi Yehud in the name of Shmuel, who says we don't intermingle one joyous occasion with another. And Rabbi Huna said the groom will put aside the joy of the festival to rejoice with his wife. You know why it's not a problem? Iker Simcha Chad Yoma. The main joy is the wedding day. Yes, there's six days of Sheva Brachas, but it's not the main, the, the joy on Sheva Brachas is not the same as on, as on the wedding day. It's not. <laughs> it's a simple fact. The wedding day, the guy's dancing like crazy. It's all that excitement, all emotion. Okay, Sheva Brachas, it's joy, but not that kind of joy that would take away from Cholamoy. Laman Domar, Mishum Tircha. And the one that says, well, what about the excessive exertion involved in preparing the meal? Again, Iker Tircha Yom The main excessive exertion is for the wedding. That's a big meal. Shev Brachas is less. Lamanda. What about the, the, the festival, preparing for the festival? You said he's going to exert himself for but the wedding. But he doesn't exert How about exert himself for preparing for the festival? He I mean, be- that was the issue in the first place. I understand, but that only a wedding is a lot of exertion for the wedding. For a Shev Brachas... Why did exertion for the festival? If he got married on Yontif, he's not allowed to get married on Cholamoid because preparing for a wedding is a lot of exertion and you're not focused on the, the Yontif joy. However, if you make the wedding heir of Yontif, the Shev Brachas don't require so much exertion. No, I'm not talking about Shev Brachas. I'm talking preparing for the festival. For the the question is, the third answer is you're not allowed to exert yourself for non-yuntive needs. Okay. So, a wedding is a non-yontif need. You can't exert yourself and you can't make a wedding on Cholamoyed. But Erev Yontif, Erev Yontif, it's not Yontif. It's not but you y- have to prepare for Yontif. Well, that meal is going to be eaten on Yontif. The wedding meal on Friday, getting married Erev Yontif. Why are they doing it on Erev Yontif? So they can have what to eat on Yontif. Okay. So, so that's fine. You can't exert yourself for something that will make distract you from the yontif. That's a wedding. So you can't get married on Chol Hamoed. That will distract you. Erev yontif, there's no prohibition against exerting yourself on something. You're asking, what about the yontif? The answer is because the, the wedding meal will be on yontif. So there will be a wedding on yontif. So that's no problem. And the Sheva brachas don't take so much exertion. I, what about the fact that people will delay getting married and it delays the mitzvah of being fruitful and multiplying? Yeah. The question is, mm-hmm. 
for the narrow window of one day, a person does not delay the wedding. In other words, a person were only allowed to marry on the eve of the festival, but not on the days of the festival itself, he would not delay the wedding until then. For if something were to happen, the wedding could not be performed on the eve of the festival, he would have to wait until after the end of the festival to marry. However, if a person were allowed to marry on any of the days of the festival, then he delayed the wedding until the eve of the festival. If even something were to happen, on that wedding could take place afterwards. Because you're not going to chance it for one day. In other words, you don't say, well, I'm going to delay it, but you only have a one-day window to do it. He's not going to delay it for one day. If you can get married to whole Cholomoyed, then he'll delay it, and then I'm going to, if I don't have it this, I'll have it that day. So for one day, it's not a big deal. Okay. Nope. Hanukkah is a rabbinic holiday. Hanukkah. What? No. He's just asking, can you not get married on Hanukkah for the same reasons you cannot get married on Cholomite? To which I'm saying, no, it doesn't apply. The, the joy of Hanukkah is not, a, a, um, it's not biblical number one. It doesn't have anywhere near the same joy as uh, a yontif that has to have all kinds of focus. You could argue that since you, if you don't get married Eric Yontif, then you're waiting a week to get married. That's what I'm saying. So the guy's not going to risk that. He's not going to delay it for a one-day window of opportunity. No, because if he can't get, get married him. then, if something happens, he's got to wait a whole week. No, let's say, let's say if, these res, if you don't have the restrictions, let's say there's no restrictions. Guy says, "Well, I'll, I'll wait till Cholamoid." He's definitely delaying; shouldn't delay. But if we're so, we're saying, "Well, he can; he'll delay it till Erev Yantif." So, guy isn't going to do that because if something goes wrong, he doesn't have another date. He'll have to wait a whole week. He doesn't want to wait a whole week. He doesn't want to wait that long. I could do an Aravanta, but he can't because of these halakhas, then he's got to wait a whole week. So that's kind of saying you should, should do an Aravanta, because then you, you get married a whole he's, he's saying he can do it. He can do it on Aravanta. And he's not, but it won't be because of the reason that he's going to want to, that we're worried about pushing off getting married. He's not going to say, well, I'm pushing off Aravanta. He won't do it. He won't do it on Aravanta. That's the way he could, but he won't if those reasons will not apply. That's what we're saying. We're saying, well, you can't get married on, on Cholamoy because you're delaying Puravu. Well, if the guy's whole intention to get married on Erev Yantav is causing him to delay Puravu, he's not going to risk that. If there's other factors, then the wedding and the cost and all that, well, that's still not going to minimize what happens afterwards. We're just saying a guy won't do it for that reason. A guy will do it. He'll get married to Erev to save money on a wedding. But he's not going to do it to delay the mitzvah of Puravu. That's what he's saying. So you're, you're asking, I think what you're asking is for any of the other three reasons, it should be the same problem. That's right. That's what you're asking. Gamora could, Gamora could say, if you look at the one day, one day, only one day opportunity, so it could be a problem the other three reasons too. That's right. They, in other words, this last answer really could help every answer. This last answer could apply to all 
the other three reasons. That's what is coming out from this. Okay, that was this question. We took care of that. Now we come to a more fundamental question, which is, we set a principle, and everybody agreed with the principle, or at least according to that first opinion. Where's the biblical source, or some kind of source, so we don't intermingle one joyous occasion from another? That was one of the reasons we gave. You don't combine two simchas because you can't focus properly to receive. Very nice svara, but there should be some kind of a source for that. What's the source for that svara? I mean, a lot of times we could we could have a thought about something. No, maybe, maybe people could uh, contain both ideas. So, uh, where do we see some historic precedent that something was done bedafka? not to have both joyous times together. So to this, we're going to attempt to bring a proof from King Shlomo when he inaugurated the Beis HaMikdash, which had seven days of joy, which was almost similar to like a wedding, because really it's like a wedding with a Kodesh Baruch Hu, so to speak. So there were seven days of joy, we'll talk about it, but when were those seven days of joy had, it was in the season of Yom Kippur and Sukkot. And we'll see in a minute which days were allocated for enjoying the Simcha the Beis HaMikdash and which days were allocated for Sukkot. Dixif, we have the following uh, description. It says, At this time, Shlomo instituted the celebration. We'll see what it is. And all of Israel was with him. There was a huge group of people celebrating this. How far from what distances did people come from? From the approach of Hamas, not the other Hamas, Hamos, until the brook of Egypt. From south to north, east to southwest, like all over. Before Hashem our God, how long was the festival for the Beis Amigdash? Shivas Yomim, seven days. Veshivas Yomim, and another seven days. For a total of Arba Asor Yom, for a total of 14 days. What does that mean? They celebrated during the seven days before the festival in, of Sukkot in honor of the dedication of the temple. And they carried on the festivities for seven days of Sukkot in honor of the festival of Sukkot. So it came out to 14 days. And I know what your question is going to be. Go ahead, ask it. Ah, so it comes out. Yom Kippur is going to be in the first seven days. They were having a festival on the seven days. Gemara will discuss that later on, probably not today, most likely tomorrow. The Gemara is going to ask, how do you celebrate? Don't you have to fast? And the answer is going to be, they did not fast on that Yom Kippur. We'll discuss that at length. That's a topic of itself. In other words, simply put, Yom Kippur is a day that we come to the realization of Enod Milvado. We live that reality. So the temple so to speak, was able to, for this one time only, 
it replaced it. The joy of the temple, remember, the temple was the whole um, hope and reason why God created the world. The Mishkan on a smaller level, but the base of English, this was it. This was it. And had Shlomo not sinned, things would have been permanently good. So we'll talk about that later. So that's an issue to put on the side, or we'll deal with it at length about that. But let's just stick to our proofs. So we have seven and seven. So here is the proof, which the Gemara is going to uh, strongly attack. But this is the logic. So let's say you could mingle simchas. We're trying to prove you can't. But if you could mix one simcha with another simcha, so then, he should have delayed the dedication of the temple seven days until the festival of Sukkot. In other words, if you could mix it, why not mix it and have it with Sukkot? And make seven days of celebration to encompass both the dedication of the temple and the festival of Sukkot. It would be very obvious if, if there's no problem, put them all together, right? But the fact is, he didn't. He made them separately. We see you can't intermingle it. Now, why would this have been logical? Because to make one, because people are working. Remember, going away for Yantiv is a big deal, okay? And they're already off of work for Sukkot. They already have a chiyuv to be Euler Regal. They have to. They have to go. Seven days off of work. Fine. So now you're going to make him take another seven days off of work? So now, if you could mingle the two, wouldn't it be logical like, to just put the two together? Because it's already seven days is a lot. So I already have to give seven. I want 14 days to not be working on your farm. That's a lot. So if they could, so why did he make it separate? Must be because you he wanted each celebration to be celebrated on its own merit. He wanted seven days of the base on Migdash, and when that's finished, now we start seven days of Sukkis. That is the proof because they're assuming the only reason he made it seven and seven is because he couldn't make it combined, but otherwise, he would have combined it. That is the proof. So what happened to the working, the two weeks away from your fields and all that? What happened to that? Too bad. Beis Hamikdash overrides it. Beis Hamikdash overrides it. Hashem will help you. Hashem will make miracles that you work work less. You know what happens? What happens if somebody has to sit shiva a week before Sukkot? Is he going to say he doesn't sit shiva because now he's going to be two weeks away from work? No, it comes comes up a shiva, comes up a shiva, huh. comes up a base on Migdash. It's not something you have every other year or every seven years or every forty nine years. It's only going to be one dedication of the temple ever. That's kind of an important event, and for such an event, you take off two weeks. That's all, and and obviously, if Hashem's presence is coming down into this world in Yerushalayim. God can help you with your parnosa. You'd imagine, right? So, notwithstanding what we said about Yom Kippur and the fasting, but the fact is it's still a young time. 
So are we double dipping on a yantif and and which yantif? So let's just leave it on the no, side. No, but I'm just leave it. Fasting. It's a double dipping on We're, a yantif. They didn't fast, so they're all the more joyous. We're gonna, I, like I said, we'll get to it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, 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 no question just, that okay. We're gonna get to tomorrow. We're gonna get to the whole, the whole spiel. Okay. okay, but we got enough problems here because Gamora now does not take that answer so easily. And why? Well, there's a little bit difference that happens over here. Maybe it's not a proof at all. Dilma minter lo natrinan. Maybe the reason why Shlomo did not combine the two joyous occasions is because he would not intentionally delay the dedication of the temple once the building is complete. Whereas once it's complete, it has nothing to do with waiting. If it's done, you have to celebrate it. It was done a week beforehand. What kind of business is this? It's not really, you normally don't mingle two holidays. And it's not that he purposely delayed it, uh, did it a week early when he could have combined it. No, he wasn't able to combine it because once the base of Middash is built, that's, it's farfallen. <laughs> it, it happened. It's done. You got you to gotta celebrate. It, you think he, he planned to delay and this and that? Forget about it. If, if maybe if he'd be allowed to delay, he could choose to delay. But what do you mean he chose to delay? The base of Megdash, when it's ready, it has to be built. What kind of business? It's ready and you don't build it. Since the building temple was complete, Shlomo did not delay the dedication because that would cause the altar to stand idle during that time. Remember, you build the base of Megdash, you have the altar. It's ready to go. You don't do anything until you dedicate it. If you don't dedicate it, we can't do anything. So why you tell me it's a proof? Maybe that's just the way it, it worked out. It was ready a week in advance, and there's no. You're not allowed to delay putting the base of in order. Maybe really you could mix two holidays. Maybe you could, but don't tell me a proof from here. Because the reason he had two separate weeks is because the base week was finished early. So if it's finished early, it's finished early. It was just the, the way it worked out that year. It's not with an intention to delay it because he should not be allowed to delay it. That's what the Gemara says. It's no proof. And uh, However, where it happens, the two joyous events happen to coincide then Avdina we can do it and we can combine the two, the two so what's the proof that you don't mix two simchas no if could be very well if the base Amigdash was finished Mamish and Sukkot they would have celebrated both okay so the Gemara says but it says that if we would be actually permitted to combine the two occasions Shlomo could have made shtick. What could he have done? He could have left a small part of the base of Mignesh not ready. He could have finagled it. If it's done, you got to start. But he could have figured, wait a minute, I don't want to mix two simchas, so what I'll do is I won't finish it. Now, that, that's no provision not finishing it. 
because if it's not finished, you'll still bring korbanos with the with, with the mishkan or whatever. You can bring korbanos outside. You don't. You can't bring korbanos outside. The base is done. If it's done. You got to do it. In other words, once the base was built, you can't bring korbanos anywhere else. So if the base is done, it's done. So I can't bring korbanos until I inaugurate. So I have to inaugurate it. But if you want to say, wait a minute, if if he wanted to, it's still a proof because he didn't have to finish it on time. He was the one making the schedule. And if he says, oh, guys, you're, you're going to finish this a week early. This is not going to be good. People are going to have all kinds of problems. We, want, we don't want them to lose any work. So, you know, let's just wait. That last part, we're not doing now. We're going to wait until Sokas to put the last brick in or whatever the last thing in. So, now we could. so he could have delayed it. Since he didn't, why did he not delay it? must be because you can't combine the two holidays. The building temple would not have been completed. It's not considered as if the altar is idle. The problem is you can't have the altar not being used. Okay? So, but that's only when the basement is finished. But it's finished, then it's, it's a problem. So now he delayed it. So maybe the proof is that he delayed it. So he did delay it? Yeah, we were saying, well, maybe it just happened to be that way. Right. So he says, why do you have to say that? You could say, he bedafka left the part. Okay. okay. To which the Gemara questions that. He says, We surely would not leave over any portion of the building of the temple. Firstly, because people would know it's a subterfuge. They're going to say, what's going on over here? And second, because it's disgraceful to do such a thing. Okay, therefore Shlomo could not have delayed the dedication of the base mission until Sukkot by leaving part of it. Gemara says, well, wait a minute. Maybe he, boy, Gemara now still says, maybe it's still a proof. Maybe it's still a proof. Because he, boy, Lilishura ba'ama kalya orev. He could have left over the ama of the crow chaser. What's the alma of the crow chaser? That's not part of the base amigdash per se, but it's part of the roof. The roof of the base amigdash narrowed on the top to the width of an amma. Okay? At the at the point. At that point the roof was covered with iron plates that were studded with spikes. Why? To keep crows away from perching on the base amigdash. And then they would poop all over the roof of the base of Migdash, and that would be not nice. So Rashi explains more. The entire roof was covered with these plates, which were an ama square of size. If either way, indeed, the term ama of the crow chase is apparently borrowed from the Mishnah, etc., etc. All right, this is all. So anyway, you had to make these uh, higher things, which really wasn't part of the base of Migdash, but was things to prevent the birds from pooping on it. Gemara now assumes that leaving over this part of the temple would be permissible because it's not considered as part of the actual building. So therefore, he could have left that. So the Gemara says, no. No, that Amma is still part of a necessary part of the base Hamikdash, and he could not have delayed that either. So that answers out. So now... Morris still wants to say it's a proof from Shlomo Amelech. But the proof is from this. You're right. All logic 
no reason to all the lajbim, but there's still a proof, very simple proof. There's extra words in the Pasuk. Do I know that seven and seven is 14 or not? Do I need a Navi to tell me seven and seven is 14? No, what did the Navi say? Seven and seven is 14. Mirti, see it says, Arba Asar Yom, 14 days. Shivas Yomim, Shivas Yomim. Why did it say seven days and seven days, which was 14? We know it's 14. It's, it's, it said seven days for the party of the base of Migdash, seven days for Sukkot, for a total of 14. What do you mean for a total of 14? That's extra. Shmamina, from that we learn. Hani Luchud, Vahani Luchud. These seven days were by itself, the other seven days for itself, and that's the proof from the extra words. It could have just said seven and seven, then you could have figured, well, it just turned out that way and this and that. No, by saying seven and seven, 14, it was Bedavka, that way to teach us you don't mix up any simchas. To which now we come to Shelley's question that will just say the question, we'll leave it for later. So Rapar and Rav Yochanan said, O Sashana, that year, Lo Asu Yisraelis Yom HaKippurim. The Jewish people did not observe Yom Kippurim because the celebration was with food and drink. Yom Kippur was, falls on the fifth day before Silkis. So clearly the Torah, Navi is saying they did not keep Yom Kippur. And the people were worried. And they said, what's going on? Perhaps the enemies of Israel, that's a euphemism. Perhaps the Jewish people deserve to be destroyed. What are you talking about? It's in this circares. What's going on over here? A voice from heaven came out and said to them, You are all prepared for the life of the world to come. Ha, why? And this, that'll be tomorrow's discussion, the one that Shelley is so waiting for with bated breath. Okay, that's going to be tomorrow's discussion, how they could do that.